630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On 630-10. Domination at Rogers Place. Four and a half minutes left in the third period. The Avalanche lead the Coyotes 6-1. Shots 28-13 in favor of the Avs who will soon be up Three games to one in that series. Boston and Carolina just about to get underway in Toronto. Boston's up 2-1 in that series. Late game at Rogers Place, 8.30 start. The Blues and the Canucks. Vancouver up two games to one. St. Louis got in the win column with that overtime win last night. And from this afternoon, the Lightning with a 2-1 win over the Blue Jackets. They lead that series three games to one. Playoffs opening up for the Toronto Raptors. They roll today. 134-110 over Brooklyn. The Canadian Football League will not play this year. The 2020 season has been cancelled. Here's Edmonton quarterback Trevor Harris. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of disappointment. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people on social media sending me things of, you know, some Canadian people saying, oh, why would we bail out this, uh, this place for Americans? And, you know, why would we do that? But like, these are people and uh, these people love Canada. Uh, speaking for myself, I'm a nine year veteran in the CFL and I, I love Canada. I love Canadians. I've, I have a lot of Canadian fa- uh, friends and uh, that I've shared my personal cell phone number with and, uh, you know, I feel like I've embedded myself as part of Canadian, part part American, and um, us guys, we know this is how a lot of guys feed their families, and it's unfortunate. And so the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of the guys feel the way they do, it kind of tells you how much this league means to them and how much this league means to, to the overall general population of, of Canada, of Canadians, and along with the players. And um, there's disappointment across the board, and but there's there's brighter days ahead. The CFL had been hoping to play a shortened season, a very shortened season in a bubble in Winnipeg. It would have been six games for each team in October, November, and maybe even into December. Eight of the nine teams would have made the playoffs, so then you would have had quarterfinals, semifinals, and the Grey Cup. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi says we will be back next year. We want all Canadians to know that we are absolutely committed to our you know, focus on the 2021 season and beyond the, and a bright future for the Canadian Football League. We're going to now shift our focus to our future uh, 2021 season in which we believe will be the biggest comeback season in the history of Canadian football. Uh, of course, well, we are facing some significant challenges, but just in the truest uh, Canadian spirit, it's our intention to battle through those challenges to better days ahead. 
extensive coverage of this story tonight on Inside Sports. Dave Campbell will join me a little bit later on. You'll hear from the head coach of the EE, Scott Milanovic, the general manager, Brock Sunderland, all coming up. I'm happy to hear from you as well. The number to call and text is the same, 780-496-0063. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Of course, we'll keep you updated on the NHL scores as well. The Avalanche have scored again It is now 7-1 over Arizona, two and a half minutes left in the third period. We will get things going tonight with the president and CEO of the Edmonton football team, Chris Presson. Chris, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Well, I'm doing okay. I appreciate you checking in. Again, I wish the circumstances were better, but uh, the news today that there will not be a 2020 season Maybe just tell me about dealing with that moment of finality after all the work that went into it to try to get a season going, Chris. You know, I think that's one of the bigger challenges, Reed, is all the work and time and energy and effort that you put into something only for nothing to come to fruition is certainly uh, a big disappointment. I can say wholeheartedly that our league office and all of us involved at the team level worked tirelessly for several months to put together a strong and safe plan for a shortened season in the fall. And unfortunately, we were disappointed that all the necessary pieces did not come together so we could make it happen. How, how far along were you in that planning to have the bubble, the games in Winnipeg, all that kind of stuff? I mean, did you feel it was pretty uh, you know, imminent that you were going to be able to announce, hey, here we go with the season, like we have all the... Uh, the T's crossed and I's dotted, so to speak. Yeah, I would say that Wade Miller in Winnipeg uh, did a phenomenal job in getting everything aligned, certainly working with a number of different subcommittees throughout the league, comprised of a number of different people at a number of different levels, and uh, certainly had uh, Manitoba Health had signed off on it. We needed Health Canada to sign off on it, but we also needed some government support to get us to the other side and uh, you know, felt like the intent for the last several weeks had been there from the government, but ultimately nothing materialized. Chris, could you, if you're able to comment, there, there's been some speculation that there may have been X number of franchises who, you know, weren't that keen to have a season or were fine with it not going ahead. Can you clarify if, if that was the, the case at all? Yeah, I can't clarify that for you, but other than to say, I think we all wanted to play. I think we all needed the numbers to be in a certain parallel. And, um, you know, many of us were uncomfortable with where the numbers were and and where the numbers, frankly, are, both in a hub city and a a canceled season. So that that goes for every team. But I felt like, again, we did a good job as counterparts to to really grind down on those expenses. And at the end of the day, it, it, it seemed like it made a lot of sense to play. Uh, but again, in order to do that, the last and final piece was we needed to to get a, a, a short-term deal struck with our players for 2020, and we were certainly very close to doing that and think we would have gotten that done without question. But ultimately, when we didn't get the government financing, it certainly put us in, a, in an area that made everyone very uncomfortable. When it comes to the government financing, the answer was no. Was there any sort of explanation that the league was given? Uh, You know, I know the league has been working with them for several months. And again, we felt like the intent was for there to be some help there. And certainly they offered an opportunity for us to take on some loans, as I understand it. Unfortunately, those loans came with high interest fees, uh, high interest rates, I should say, and fees. And they would have just hampered our recovery overall from COVID-19 and actually done us more harm long-term than good. So uh, we didn't fit into any of the boxes that uh, I guess we needed to. 
and uh, therefore we couldn't take on those loans because it would have crippled our business even even further. Chris Preston joining us on Inside Sports, president of the Edmonton football team from the Canadian Football League. There will not be a 2020 CFL season. So, Chris, from your chair, the priorities here in the fall, I mean, we were hoping you'd be talking about, uh, you know, selling tickets or getting fans to watch on TV or whatever. What's uh, What does September and October look like for you? Well, we need to reset our business and we need to focus on our name. And uh, we really can't do one without the other, and we can't have one without the other. So they, they'll work in, in conjunction with one another. Uh, they're both major focal points. I mean, as everyone's aware, we, we laid off 33 employees several months ago. And uh, now is a time, if there were ever were, were a time, to, to reset that business in a meaningful and absolute way so that if we're presented with challenges down the road that we can weather the storm and we don't have to necessarily depend upon anyone or anything other than our great fans and our great partners to support us through this. Secondarily would be the name, um, but I would say it would be 1A to everything else we're doing. Uh, We've begun to focus wholeheartedly on that, knowing that we now will not have a season. And there's benefit to that without, without a season. We have more time to focus on this uh, to put greater energy toward it right off the bat to produce a better product ultimately. You reference the fans. A lot of people are, are hurting today that they're not going to be able to watch the CFL in the fall. And with that, whether it's realistic or not, Chris, comes because some concern about the future of the league as a whole. Will the ball be kicked off in 2021? What would you say to, to, to people who are thinking, oh my God, is this the end of the league as a whole? I wholeheartedly believe that we will kick off in 2021. Certainly, uh, when you look at the landscape of the world in general, everything has changed and everyone has been put into a precarious position of unknown. And while we look at the unknown and we don't know if there will be a vaccine, we don't know if we can have a full stadium again or if we'll have to socially distance, what I do know is when our ball is put on a tee and kicked off for 2021, our fans will be behind us. And we need them now more than ever. They've been loyal and true to us for many, many years. And now is the time we need them to stick with us as we work our way to the other side. Uh, But I would say to them, they built the league. They are the league. And we take that seriously. We want to deliver uh, what we can for 2021 in a way that's uh, meaningful and, and bring this great province and this great nation back together again. Chris, uh, before I let you go, I should just say, did I miss anything anything vital that uh, is important to, to say today or that I might have missed? No, I think you covered it. Again, uh, everyone knows it's uh, created a hole within our business, as it has with so many other businesses as well. So uh, we're like everyone else. We're trying to come up with a new us, and uh, for us, we, we also have a name as a part of that. So, no, I think you covered everything. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you doing this. All the best down the road as as everybody deals with this, and I hope we can talk again soon. Thanks, Reed. Same to you. That's Chris Preston, the president and CEO of the Edmonton football team. No 2020 season for the CFL. We were talking a little bit about the money, the loan that the CFL wanted to get from the federal government, $30 million. They were pushing for something interest-free. They were offered... Uh, a loan that would have included some high interest rates. And you heard Chris Preston say that they weren't comfortable from that, uh, comfortable with that. Certainly there's some discussion that could have they gone ahead with it anyway? Could have they found a way to do this even without a loan? We'll discuss that with Dave Campbell a little bit later on. There have been 
rumblings that perhaps some teams such as Vancouver, or pardon me, BC, Montreal, and Toronto, maybe were fine with a season not being played. Uh, Rick Rolisher with the BC Lions has said that that is not the case, and Chris didn't really uh, get into that when I asked him about them, but they have decided not to proceed. 780-496-0063. I am happy to hear from you tonight. Uh, this is a tough one. We're not going to get a CFL season in the fall. It would have been greatly abbreviated. It would have been incredibly different. But we would have had games, and now that we have the NHL back and, you know, the NBA now into the playoffs, it has been nice to to have some games to watch and some really meaningful games. You'll hear more from Randy Ambrosi. We also have Scott Milanovic, the E's head coach, and their general manager, Brock Sunderland, coming up as we move along on Inside Sports. I can, uh, I can speak for probably most of the entire world to say that 2020 has been a tough year on most of us. Uh, maybe the only person that's had a good year is Patrick Mahomes because he got a half a billion dollars and won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. But aside from that, there's been, uh, there's been a lot of tough times this year. Uh, but that tells me that uh, it's always darkest before dawn, and I feel that the upcoming years are going to be bright, and I think the CFL is going to come back with a vengeance. And uh, we know we don't have confirmation of those things, but uh, with this pandemic and as soon as uh, everything calms down with that, I think that's kind of when the clearer picture will take form uh, for not just the CFL, but uh, the NHL moving forward, the NBA moving forward, the NFL moving forward, college football, CIS football. I think that's kind of going to be uh, the holy grail for, for moving this forward in terms of, uh, you know, you know what God's plan is through all this and so we'll just keep pressing on until that happens but uh the CFL is is a resilient league and like they say uh the games are never over and I don't think the CFL ever will be either I think we'll continue to press on a little bit more there from EE quarterback Trevor Harris. The CFL has canceled the 2020 season. We're going to get to Section O on the line here in a second, 780-496-0063. I want to get to this clip from Commissioner Randy Ambrosi talking about the league returning strong but different. What has become obvious to us is that we have an opportunity to, to run the league differently than it's been run in the past. A more, a more cooperative ecosystem uh, off the field, more sharing of resources that we, that we haven't done in the past. And I'm confident that if we do that, if we, if we look for ways to be a more unified organization off the field, it'll allow us to be as competitive as we've ever been on the field. A more cooperative ecosystem. Interesting choice of words there from Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. I had a feeling he was going to call tonight. He is uh, one of the biggest CFL fans I know, big supporter of the Edmonton football team, regardless of whatever their name was or will be. It is Section O on the line. Section O, I hope you're doing okay. What's on your mind? Well, Reed, can you hear me okay, first of all? Yes, sir. Perfect. So... This is a decision that we knew was coming. Um, it's not going to really surprise anybody, but the one thing I am absolutely disgusted about with this decision is the timing. There's absolutely no reason for this to happen in August. The CFL and the CFLPA, in my opinion, fumbled their way through this from go. When Randy Ambrosi went front in front in front of Parliament back in May and basically didn't have a single clue what he was talking about trying to get that money, that was kind of just... That was the first nail in the coffin to this decision being made. And then from there, because I've been following this very closely, and then from there, it's just both sides have been at odds. And I don't know what happened up until recently where it seems like they started becoming a cohesive unit to try and work together. But 
it's 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 just sad that the way that this thing was handled and and again in my opinion they strung the players along all 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 off season and throughout the summer and so hopefully now they can move on and get their jobs in the off season and come back better athletes if there is a 2021 because Again, the CFL is a gate-driven league. You got to have fifteen to twenty thousand people in the stands for even teams to remotely break even. And it's going to come to no surprise to anybody that that is what they need. But what is going to hold the CFL together again is if this was the CFL of twenty years ago and this was happening, I would have one hundred percent said that's it, we're done. The league's not going to continue on. But you got brand new stadiums and infrastructure in Hamilton, Winnipeg. Um, you got the Argos moving into BMO, one of the biggest TV markets there is, and the huge TSN deal. So there is hope. There is hope for 2021 in this because there's no way with all the money pent up in this infrastructure that they're going to allow that just to sit vacant. And and it's going to be, again, a huge reset button for the CFL. Their operating model has to change and we can debate the current government all we want. That's a conversation for another day. But the fact that they couldn't give the CFL $30 million tells me something stinks with the CFL's books. You have to open them up. You've got to be transparent. Swallow your pride. Throw your dignity out the window. We have to see the numbers in order for this league to thrive going forward. And we've been there where where we've seen payroll come in brown paper bags and where checks have bounced in the past. And the CFL will overcome that hurdle. We have overcome worse hurdles in the past, but they have to look in the mirror and they have to be honest with themselves and go, okay, our model stinks. Our books have always been subjective to begin with. Time to basically hit the reset button and go forward from there and that's pretty much where i'm going to leave it because i just get more mad as i talk about this so have a good day thanks for sharing sectional that is uh, sectional we often hear from him during the cfl season and now we hear from him on the day that the cfl season has been canceled cowtown bob has texted in he says reed i'm in the and i'm in full agreement with the cfl to cancel the season I am not convinced we'll see a season in 2021 as the league was quite weak financially coming into the pandemic. I believe the CFL will return someday, but it'll be much different. At least 30 to 50% of the players will move on to new livelihoods. And I would guess only six of the current nine franchises will feel the team when the league returns. This will be one of several casualties of COVID-19. We have to be optimistic. The economy in general recovers so we can enjoy the wonder and excitement of the CFL. That is from Cowtown Bob. Yeah, interesting text, Cowtown Bob. I hope it's back next year. I I think you make a great point about uh, a lot of these players may not be back. Uh, I mean, especially players later in their careers or who just might find a job with more stability and that you don't have the possibility of suffering a career-ending injury. I think that's a really good point. Whenever the teams do come back, I mean, there's not a lot of continuity between the rosters from year to year anyway. Could be even less whenever the CFL returns. Head coach Scott Milanovic and GM Brock Sunderland still to come. Inside Sports on 630 Jet. Football League cancels the 2020 season. Continued discussion on that. We'll be joined by Brock Sunderland, the GM of your Edmonton Football Club. In a couple of minutes, head coach Scott Milanovic will check in, and Dave Campbell and I will discuss the decision and 
possibilities for the future of the league. On the ice, the Hurricanes lead the Bruins 1-0. Five minutes left in the first period. Justin Williams with the goal there for the Hurricanes. The Avalanche absolutely pound the Coyotes. 7-1 is the final. They lead that series three games to one. Blues and Canucks will face off just after 8.30 at Rogers Place. Earlier, Tampa Bay beat Columbus 2-1, so the Lightning lead that series three games to one. The Blue Jays are up 4-0 on Baltimore. That's in the middle of the fourth, and the Raptors open up their playoffs with a 134-110 decision over Brooklyn. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins in my basement. Hope you're well. Hope you're staying cool. It is a hot one out there. Got in an uh, early morning round of golf before the heat really came through. Uh, golf down in the River Valley at Devon. Always nice to play down there and uh, did not totally embarrass myself. Just partial embarrassment. That's really a, a good goal for me. Just partial embarrassment. B-Money texting in. He says, uh, hi, Reed. I totally agree with your caller. Section O, the $30 million was not a handout. It was a loan. Why would the government de- deny the lack of communication from the league to the players was ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't a smooth process, uh, B-Money. We've had Ryan King, uh, who is the Eskimos player rep on the show a couple of times over the last uh, few months, and uh, some of the players uh, you probably saw on social media weren't uh, very happy with how the league was uh, handling this in terms of the communication, but they were on the verge of uh, having a CBA and going ahead with uh, the whole bubble process in uh, in Winnipeg and playing a six-game season, but it does not turn out. For more on that, from his point of view, the general manager of the Edmonton football team, Brock Sunderland. Brock, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Well, I'm doing okay. I wish we were talking about a different topic today, but thanks for for checking in for this, Brock. Um, I mean, man, uh, I'll just kind of start generally. Uh, How are you feeling? Just disappointed. I think I speak for everybody here when I use that term. It's disappointed we're not going to go play. I mean, we work year-round for one reason, and that's to play football. So, you know, obviously that's not going to happen this year. So... You know, disappointed about that and doing our best to refocus our our intentions here to 2021 and and that's where we're at today is uh, still digesting everything a little bit it kind of feels like the ink isn't necessarily dry on the ultimate decision that came down this morning yeah for sure through all this uncertainty brock and i know we've we have touched base a couple of other times but uh how have you been able to sort of uh keep busy and prepare what sort of things were you able to work on while we were waiting for this type of a decision one way or the other well you were continuously just monitoring your roster and some conversation with the league office if there was going to be a bubble and a truncated season the roster allotment that we were going to have so i was on the phone with our coaching staff and football operations staff about what players we would bring and who we'd potentially have to release Obviously, in the spring of the year, we had the CFL draft that occupied a lot of time. And then lately, we were just watching a lot of film for the global draft. So those are the three main things that were keeping us busy during this time. Brock, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here, and I realize maybe some of this hasn't been sorted out yet, but I think obviously of interest to people who follow the league. <clears throat> what, what happens with contracts for players and coaches? For example, if you signed... Reed Wilkins to a one-year contract in February. Does that now roll over to 2021, or what's going on with the contracts here? Yeah, 
Yeah, very good question, and I don't have the answer to that just yet. Again, I think everything is very fresh, and I think that's all being discussed in Toronto as you and I speak right now, and I'm looking for some guidance and what all the parameters are going to be moving forward as soon as possible here. So don't have the answers to that just yet, but I think we will shortly. What is this fall going to be like for scouting with no youth sports and not a full NCAA schedule? What are the opportunities here to evaluate some younger talent? Few and far between. We're going to see what what NCAA schools are playing, and you know if we can get to those and get the film. Obviously, we'll get uh, information from NFL teams. Fortunately, a lot of us in this organization have worked in the NFL, so we have a lot of relationships where we can speak with teams. And though we're not there at training camps or there's not preseason games, I think we're going to get some pretty good intel on who they feel might be able to help us on players that don't make it. But that's really going to be what we can do. So um, as with everything throughout the the COVID scenario is we're going to control everything that we can control to the best of our ability and the things that we can't control, we're not going to put a lot of time and energy and emphasis on. Brock, I'm wondering how, the, the, in terms of the, what's the size of your staff now? Obviously, you know, there have had to be some adjustments here. And how is it, uh, how have you been dealing with the day-to-day football duties with, I'm assuming, probably a smaller staff than usual? Yeah, it's a lesser staff. And, you know, the day-to-day things haven't been like they would be during a normal time. So we've been able to manage it with those of us that are here still. Uh, very well. Obviously, the scouting aspect of things, the watching film and everything speaks for itself. We do that and, you know, have huddle accounts for the global players and we've been watching it that way. And everything else, uh, to be candid, there hasn't been a whole lot of things that have had to be done. There's no, our roster is full right now to the allotment that we can have during the off season. Uh, there's not a whole lot of scouting opportunities as it is right now. There's no contracts that are really being registered or drawn up or negotiated because it was a holding period a little bit, even though you could add players and cut players if you wanted, we were in a bit of a holding pattern waiting to see what we were going to do for sure. So uh, it's been a little bit quiet on all fronts, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough day, Brock. I'll just kind of leave it open to you. It's It's been kind of a tumultuous few weeks, uh, I, I think, for fans in Edmonton because we're going through the process of the, the franchise uh, nickname being changed as well for the team. Did you just have any message to fans of the double e that you think is important for them to hear today yeah everyone here is equally as disappointed we all want to be playing just as much as you want to watch us be playing but you know there's there's hopefully going to be a 2021 season and uh, hopefully brighter things on the horizon here and you know everybody's going to get through this together and uh what i'll say is we're going to continue to work our tails off to put the best product out there that we can and uh, we certainly need everybody's support so though we're all disappointed uh, there was a lot of effort that went into what we hoped would have been a 2020 season from the players association to the league office to all nine teams a lot of people put a lot of time effort and energy in trying to make this work so i think i would like to convey that too is that uh, there really wasn't many stones if any not unturned to try to get this done and it just didn't happen but we're going to focus to 2021 and, and try to put the best product out there that we can and we're looking forward to having all you with us as we have in years past and, and certainly need your help and support more now than ever. Yeah, I hear that, Brock. Thanks a lot for checking in tonight. That is Brock Sunderland, the general manager of the Edmonton football team.
and his reaction to the season being cancelled. Some uncertainty there as uh, he said he's not sure what's going to happen with player contracts so that's a storyline to follow through all this and certainly going to be much different scouting the next generation of players. No youth sports football and uh, as you know some NCAA conferences won't be playing games. Some will at least that's the plan right now. Uh, He did say with uh, the NFL he can get intel on players there who um, players who maybe uh, aren't a right fit for an NFL team who could wind up in the Canadian Football League. But again, that wouldn't be until next season. All right, 780-496-0063. You are welcome to chime in on the phone line or the text line. Uh, Certainly a lot of people just basically saying they are disappointed for a variety of different reasons uh, that there will not be a CFL season in 2020. Scott Milanovic, a lot of people excited about him being hired as the coach of the double E. Well, we're going to have to wait to see him actually call some plays. He'll check in next. Late in the first period, Carolina up one nothing on Boston. Shot 7-6 for Carolina. Boston leading that series two games to one. We'll give you the full scoreboard after the 7 o'clock news. The Canadian Football League 2020 season cancelled. Uh, we knew it was a possibility over the last couple of weeks. It seemed to go back and forth. One day optimism, one day pessimism about getting a season done. Ultimately, it does not happen. We've had Chris Preston on the show, the president of the double-E football team. You just heard from general manager Brock Sunderland. Well, let's go to Florida and check in with the Edmonton head coach. It is Scott Milanovic. Scott, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. I appreciate you checking in tonight under tough circumstances. I wish we were talking about... uh, a game coming up and Labor Day coming up, but unfortunately that's not the situation we're in. Tell us about getting the finality of the news earlier today. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough couple of weeks. It's been a tough couple of months. I, I know for, for the players, the fans, everybody involved. Um, you know, I think everybody, when the news came down about the funding last night, had, had an inkling that this might be more possible. But it didn't change the, the shock when, when I finally heard the news a couple hours ago. It's still, you know, your heart, your heart bleeds for the players. They're trying to feed their families, for the fans that, that love our sport so much. And, um, yeah, just a, just a tough, disappointing day. What have you been doing for the last couple of months when usually you would have been coaching games? So obviously a pretty drastic change to your routine. Yeah, we've been... You know, we've been we've been trying to kind of read between the lines of, of what might be happening in the shortened season. So, for instance, when uh, when it looked like we were going to be starting possibly in September, I of course thought Labor Day games. Our first opponent will be Calgary. So we grinded as a staff for about a month on preparing for Calgary. And then when when that date looked like it wasn't going to go good, I, we, I heard a rumor that we were going to open with a different team. So we worked on them for about a month. So we've been, you know, training camp for for um, May, all the scripts, all the practice schedules, all that stuff was done. But then when the news came out that it would be a 10-day training camp, or at least that's the news that I had heard, all of that had to change again. So we've been really doing our best that if we had a season to, to be able to hit the ground running and, and be as organized as we possibly could. And that's pretty much what's been taking up our time for the past couple months. How would have you felt about coaching in a six-game season? I guess with playoffs, the most games you could have played is nine if you would have gone all the way to the Great Cup. 
Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not an ideal situation. Um, but again, that's one of the reasons why you had to be so so sure that you were going to hit the ground running is because you didn't you didn't have time to, to slump coming out of the gates and then pick it up. Like, we were debating, okay, no preseason games. Uh, do we need to have a live scrimmage or two live scrimmages to get our guys, uh, you know, used to the physicality of the game, able to, to tackle when we finally did open it and it played for real. So... There was a there was a lot to to think about, um, you know, the the protocols, all those things, how we were going to manage the hotel, um, how players were going to get food, what if they didn't like the meal, how were you know, all those things were were tossed back and forth, and and you know, there were all going to be issues that had to be dealt with. So it would have been difficult, um, but we would have made it work. Everybody would have been in the same boat. Yeah, Scott Milanovic joining us tonight on Inside Sports, head coach of the Edmonton football team. Scott, you are from the United States originally, and you've been in the NCAA and the NFL, and of course, a lot of your adult life in the Canadian Football League. From that perspective, can you describe what makes the Canadian Football League unique and special? I mean, this final decision today as you referenced, is is a tough day for a lot of fans who have a lot of passion for their teams and the league. Your your perspective of why this is such a special league? Yeah, it's... For an American coming to Canada, and I should say that most of Americans don't, don't recognize this, but after you spend some time there... Um, I started, you know, I was in Calgary for a minute, but then really my first experience in the CFL for an extended period of time was in Montreal. And, you know, the culture of the French Canadians, we lived in, in Ile de Sor, uh, Nuns Island, which is predominantly French. Um, Rodney Sassy, who, who's still the athletic trainer in Montreal, we became good friends. My family became close with him. We would, you know, we did Canadian Thanksgiving at his place and, American Thanksgiving, it just, the Canadian people are so friendly. Even when we were in Calgary, I had a newborn, and we lived right downtown. And um, we weren't afraid. You know, we would go to, uh, it was at Eau Claire Market, I can't even remember, we, with our newborn, and the people were so nice. The, uh, yeah, I've been fortunate to have been in a bunch of Grey Cups and seen the pageantry, and Two of them at, you know, one when I was coaching for Montreal in Montreal and one when I was coaching for Toronto in Toronto and just the the fans, not necessarily of your team even, just the the pageantry that surrounds the Grey Cup and, and the uniquely Canadian game that is the CFL. It's just special. And if you aren't from Canada or you haven't experienced it as an American like I have, you, you it's hard to grasp. But once you have... Um, You'll never forget it. It's why I, I. It's why I'm really positive about the future. That's just, I. Um, I cannot see the iconic CFL um, not surviving this and and not thriving going forward. I can't. I can't imagine that that would happen. Yeah. Well. Well said. I'm with you there. And I guess to wrap it up, Scott, and I'll apologize if I'm getting ahead of myself, but as you know, sometimes we in the media do that. But. How are you going to spend the fall? Uh, what sort of Edmonton football team related things can you do? Well, it's something that you know, I've talked to the staff about it today, um, and I need to have conversations with Brock and, and Chris Preston about this. But, you know, I, the border being closed, at some point we need to 
we need to get out in our community. You know, I don't know if that's clinics or us going to schools or um, what even we're allowed to do at this point. But um, I, I don't want the Edmonton football team to disappear from the community for the next six months. So, um, so it's a conversation we're going to have with our players here in the next couple of days when we start to get some more answers as to how can we make sure that we're doing our part to really hit the ground running in 2021 and God willing the the fans are allowed and, and want to fill our stadium and be a part of of the new CFL going forward so uh, a lot of discussion is going to have to take place on how to best do that but I think we're going to need all hands on deck to to push forward in our community and make sure that, that we're heard. Yeah good stuff well Scott Hope to see you whenever that happens, and it's uh, obviously safe for people to to be in groups or or larger groups than what we have now. Really appreciate you checking in tonight. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. Head coach of the Edmonton football team, Scott Milanovic. So you heard him say it when they thought it was going to be a September start planning for Calgary. It looked like Labor Day would be that first game. Spent about a month doing that. And then, okay, that's off the table. Maybe October in Winnipeg against somebody else. And he said they were planning for that team. And now, unfortunately, nothing. Now, Scott is in Florida. You heard him say it. He would like to be able to travel to Edmonton and perhaps do something in the community in the fall. He said he doesn't want the football team to just drop out of the public eye and out of the community because the season has been canceled, maybe something, some kind of works in the communities, clinics, going into schools for camps. He would like the team to do team activities. A lot of the things that they usually do, uh, just of course, there will be no games played. Pretty significant day. This will be the first time since 1919 that the Grey Cup will not be awarded. Man, it's tough to say that. We'll discuss with Dave Campbell when we get back after the news. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.